BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is Errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. KFI AM 640. You're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, and uh, we've got the Moist Line next hour. It's my final Moist Line, John. I won't be able I'd have to tune in and listen to your show for the Moist Line calls. <laughs> you know, the Moist Line will be open to you. Uh, yeah, I'll leave messages every week. Feel- <laughs> what I'll do with my time. Thinking of new ways to harass you through the moist line. Uh, anyway, you can also still bid on uh, co-hosting the John Cobalt Show for an hour. Uh, that's at pastathon.com, and that bidding's open until Saturday. We're going to stand, John. It's still 5500 5500 So you got to outbid 5500 Yeah, I think people are get... waiting to make their move Saturday night. Oh, there's going to be a flurry of activity. When we come to work Monday morning, wow, the bid will be just sky high. If not, 5500 is good. That's a good bid. It feeds the children. That's a good You're not riffraff for getting 5500 I'll say, for that. Uh, well, that's, Maybe people think this is their chance at stardom, that uh, this will launch their great career in that, the biz. That's what I was thinking. If you got $5,500, yeah, there's, you'll, it'll probably be not unpleasant to spend uh, an hour with you in the studio here. And that is one thing I definitely will do in my retirement. I'm tuning in for that hour. <laughs> I want to hear, hear how that goes. One of my memories that will always stick in my mind is that day we got mad at the listeners and we turned the show over to them. <laughs> and you put like four phone lines on at once and they started to talk to each other and got confused as to who's going to speak and what topic to do. Remember that? They were mad we weren't taking enough calls. Oh, that's what it was. So we punished them. Yeah, that we were talking too much. Fine. We won't talk We're at talk. all. What, play records? You do it. <laughs> oh, I see. Take calls. That's what they wanted to hear. Right. So you yeah, you know what? To... That, 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 that went on for a couple of years. Uh, as you know now, this version of the show, there really are very few listener calls. But there was a while there where people thought, oh, yeah, they add to the show. I want to hear what people have right. to say. We, so, and then you hear the call and you're like, really? <laughs> the moist line's a way to do that. That is. 
that is compressed, edited, <laughs> screened, that's right. That's right. <laughs> sanitized. Yeah, so that's when the listeners get their say on this show now, right. just by leaving a message with the moist line. So, <laughs> Here's uh, your four minutes. But that day, I think it became pandemonium, and you just shut it down, I think, after 10 minutes, because <laughs> it was just making no sense. <laughs> and, of course, people were nervous, as they would be. Suddenly, they're sure. on the air, and they're in charge of the well, show, and they're like, I, 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 what, you, what I, should we? I remember one guy tried to take over his host. He tried to assert himself. Oh, he did? Yes. <laughs> did, you, did you think of use four lines, six lines? I can't remember how many people we, you put had, on at once. We had six lines under that old system. So I <laughs> you think did we put six people on at once? We put six people on, yeah. And one guy assumed the role as a chief listener. And oh, he was trying okay. to direct the conversation, <laughs> which wasn't happening. <laughs> no, it worked to our, to our favor. Uh, next hour, Steve Gregory is going to be here because Mayor Bassetti, along with LAPD Chief Michael Moore, held a special news conference to talk about the murders of persons experiencing homelessness. That's actually what it says in the uh, news release. The murders of persons experiencing homelessness. Do you believe that? So they're trying to they, find, there seems to be a string of murders that went on at the end of November. They, and, that's actually the language used by Michael Moore. Is he the biggest weenie police chief we've ever had? <laughs> uh, really? He took a knee. That's all I, I need he, to remember. That's right, he took a knee. So of course he is. And Karen Bass... Well, I'm telling you, if you didn't, we played Joel Grover's report last hour from Channel 4. She has spent $67 million of your money, if you're an L.A. city taxpayer, $67 million. and 46,000 homeless people in L.A., and how many got permanent housing? 255. Woohoo. After a year. Then basically a response is, this was much more complicated than I thought. This is difficult. <laughs> and expensive. <laughs> And pointless. You tolerated it. You normalized it. And now you expect it just ended in a year? Get out of here. And with the housing first thing, how it's many like, times we have to talk about how wrong that is? They, you uh, know, well, because they don't care if it's wrong. They, they, they've, they're milking a cow here. Yep. It's money for all their friends in the nonprofit scam industry. All right. Uh, now we move over to Israel against Hamas and this story. Not so stunning. Well, I guess it is. And we got all the detail. Israel knew Hamas's attack plan more than a year ago. And that isn't just informational. There was a blueprint document the that was reviewed by the Times. The exact plan. The Israelis called it Jericho Wall. It outlined point by point in 40 pages exactly the kind of devastating invasion that ultimately led to the deaths of about 1,200 people. No. As one Israeli said in this article, this is, this is like our 9-11. There were intelligence failures no. before our 9-11 here in the U.S., and the same thing happened in Israel. Because George Bush, in August of 2001, got a memo which said that Osama bin Laden has a plan to fly planes into buildings. That was actually the headline of the intelligence sheet. And yeah. Bush was in Texas on his ranch riding a horse or chopping wood or whatever you do on a ranch. And, you know, he I guess he didn't read the thing or just dismissed it. Uh, they're not going to do that. That's well, kind of what happened in Israel. The same thing. They yeah. called it aspirational. They didn't think they would have uh, the necessary equipment and people to carry this out. But the document said there's going to be a barrage of rockets at the outset uh, to knock out the security cameras and the automated machine guns along the border. And gunmen would pour into Israel en masse on paragliders, on motorcycles, and on foot. And that's exactly what happened on October 7th. Everybody in Israeli government was convinced that they could never do this. They can't pull this off. Yes, right. this was a fantasy. There were a couple of guys who raised their hand and goes, I, I don't know, we should, we should look at this. Get yes, out of here, what do you know? Go away. 
It's always it's always like one or two guys. It's like there were one or two guys who said the mortgage meltdown was going to happen in 2008. Ah, stop it. Naysayer. Last year, shortly after the document was obtained, officials in Israel's military Gaza division, responsible for defending the border with Gaza, said the intentions were unclear. It's not yet possible to determine whether the plan has been fully accepted and how it will be manifested. Wow, I don't know. 40 pages sounds like there's detail. And I just read you a summary. They did exactly what was in the document. So it, what's unclear about it? Here is um, there, there was one analyst who, who said that this could be something. And they wrote, she wrote, I utterly refute that the scenario is imaginary. It is a plan designed to start a war. It's not just a raid on a village. So one woman. And you see where that came from? In July, Hamas, they said, had conducted an intense day-long training exercise that seems similar to the blueprint. So, but a colonel brushed off her concerns, and that's the woman that John's talking about, Mm -hmm. the analyst. Um, She said it's a plan designed to start a war. It's not just a raid on a village. Yeah. It's, It's much larger scale. The Israeli people should chase Everybody out of that government. Everybody. Chase Netanyahu all the way to Syria. Just out. My God, well, what, I, an, what a bunch of incompetent boobs. Yeah, and I'm not defending them, but I guess they're criticized all the time for coming down too hard on the people of Gaza, the Palestinians. So now if they had believed this document, they'd have to go in there like, and do some sort of a military action well, <laughs> to take away whatever uh, Hamas had put together for this, for this, uh, for this raid. You know, and maybe they they were afraid if they did that, they'd look like the bad guy, the really bad guy. Stop again. listening to criticism. You listen to criticism, yeah. you, you die. Yeah, now uh, and, look and, what they're doing. And, and there's they, one place in the world I thought that would be the case. Israel's not the kind of place. You normally the kind of country would say take any chances and just dismiss attack plans as detailed as this. Our government is usually ones that are a bunch of weenies worried about international criticism. It's like, hey, when you're dead, you're dead. Okay, your critics aren't going to be dead. You're going to be dead. You're the only one that can keep yourself from uh, getting attacked like that. Officials would not say how they got this document called the Jericho Wall. But in 2016, there was a defense ministry memorandum viewed by the New York Times. that says Hamas intends to move the next confrontation into Israeli territory. It would involve hostage taking and occupying an Israeli community and perhaps even a number of communities. This is in 2016. So there's something that even preceded this, but I guess the plan that they eventually found, this Jericho Wall document, was the real details. Because it's too much work to stay on alert all the time. It's too much what work. What else are you to doing? <laughs> take, uh, taking the check, like uh, Karen Bass and the homeless agencies. Much easier the, just to take the check. The, the document actually began with a quote from the Koran. Surprise them through the gate. If you do, you will certainly prevail. And that's what they did. They broke through 60 points on the wall there, stormed across the border into Israel. I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it's like word for word, detail for detail what they did. And Israel's sitting on this for a year. What a yeah, bunch I, of I dumb clucks. Heads will really. roll in the security and uh, intelligence yeah. community of... Uh, well, the Israeli people have to clean house because who, who, you know, who knows what else this crowd would botch in the future. Oh, here's the other part. The 2016 thing I was talking about... It said that Hamas had purchased sophisticated weapons, GPS jammers and drones, and it increased its fighting force to 27,000 people and wanted to reach 40,000 by the year 2020. The thing is, Israel was supposed to be the gold standard in intelligence, the gold standard in protecting their people, right? It was always that they, they were better at this stuff than anywhere else in the world, considering their size and their budget, right. that, that all the other, like, like the U.S. should look to Israel. 
for lessons and how to protect themselves, how to gather intelligence. And look at uh, this. Another quick story to go along with this, and you figured this would happen uh, within the Biden administration. Apparently, there's a real divide. Uh, you got the younger wokesters in the administration who are not taking the side of Israel, and they're more sympathetic to the Palestinians. Right. And you got the old guard, including Biden, who pretty much wants to continue to be a staunch defender of Israel. So it's causing some dissension. Right. With, in so, the Biden administration. So we've got hundreds of uh, terrorist supporters uh, working in the State Department. Yeah, well. And how come they're not all fired? They should all be kicked uh, out into the street. You're supporting Hamas? Terrorism out. Uh, they had apparently had already written a letter oh. saying that they were uh, not in favor. They wanted a ceasefire. I learned in college that the Israelis are the oppressors and the Palestinians are the victims. That's what my professor told me. <laughs> we we got more coming up. But after 2.30, we'll play you some more clips from last night's DeSantis Newsom debate. And yes, we'll play one where I thought Newsom got in a good zinger against uh, DeSantis. John and Ken, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We do have the uh, holiday version of the Moistline music coming today, don't Ever we? Ever wonder why we bother sometimes? Why? <laughs> well, they're running ads telling you to go listen to something else. Well, don't they run ads on their shows telling them to listen to us? Probably not. <laughs> Probably There's not. There's not ads right now on Coast saying to go listen to John and Ken. <laughs> yeah, well, what are the odds of that? Not good. All right. Well, you know, they're going to dominate this month's ratings. There's not much you can do about that. Start singing then. <laughs> Counter-program here. <laughs> oh, Tony Villar singing. We got that, right? Jingle oh, bells? that's right. You love that. Can we dig uh, that out before uh, I leave? Well, you can play it after no. I leave, but... <laughs> No, we're we're not playing anything after you leave. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm going to the bathroom. We're going to simulcast coast after you leave. Um, <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Eric's off today, but he'll be on the case Monday. We'll start. All to right, run that. Uh, I'll put it in the notes for the show on Monday, okay. so we have a couple of rounds of, uh, and th that'll keep the audience from going sure. over to coast, right? <laughs> exactly. We we'll put it on a loop and just run it for three hours. You know, I wish because Clay put that together. They, they should be able to make a version with Biden because he also does the same kind of hesitant. <laughs> and then at the end, is she here? Is she here? I was looking for the congresswoman. I she died last year, Joe. What? God. Can't make this up. No. Well, speaking of, we're going to play some DeSantis Newsome clips after the news at 2.30. And uh, uh, the governor took umbrage uh, at the mm -hmm. governor of Florida over something, which I think is really hysterical. We'll play that clip and more. <clears throat> now, we're here to tell you things that you might not hear in everyday news. One of the things falls under the topic of the war on your car. And I was stunned to see this story. But as you know... There has been a real, eh, what do you call it, sort of uh, hand-wringing, uh, panicking over all the people that are dying on the nation's roads. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, there was an accident in Las Vegas recently. It killed nine people. So this has the people that want to control your life thinking, what can we do? Now, of course, in California, the idea is to get you out of your car completely. You'll be safe in a bus <laughs> or on Metro That's right. or on your bicycle. Ban the sale of automobiles. But there are people at the NTSB, the National Transportation Safety Board, which have recommended that all new cars come equipped with technology which will not allow you to speed. Oh, I did God not know sakes. this is in the works. Uh, it's the second time in six years. 
that they've tried to push this. It's what? called intelligent speed assistance technology. Yeah. I like that word, assistance. Yeah. Intelligent, right? They put the word it intelligent. It uses GPS and sign recognition. So, for instance, you wouldn't be able to go more than 20 miles an hour over a speed limit. Oh, so if for you're God's driving, sakes. If you're driving on one of those nice open highways and the speed limit 65, your car is not going to let you get above 80. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to join the revolution then. You are... I'm ready for an interaction. Off with their heads. No, I'm joining the next interaction if they put some kind of speed limiter on my car so I can only go 20 miles an hour. What are you supposed to do when you have uh, one of George Gascon's bad guys chasing you? How hard would it be to disable that, though, I wonder? Because that's what people would do, right? They'd hire people on the black market to disable yeah, this except uh, if technology. That's, if that's embedded into the computer. Yeah, it might be impossible. Yeah. You can't hack it. <laughs> yeah, they hack everything. These I, days. I know. Yeah, that that would be un, unhackable. Oh my God, that's uh, a horrible idea. Oh, uh, I, I would take to the streets for that one. Well, it's been met by auto manufacturers with little enthusiasm. Yeah, you could imagine that, particularly the ones that like to sell cars that so you get know, the people feel really cool. That get they the go. f out of my life. Would you get out of my life? Twelve thousand people in the U.S. died in speeding-related crashes last year. John, don't you care? Hundreds of thousands were injured. I, I, there's no way I can care about everybody's problems. <laughs> I don't. You don't. Nobody does. Uh, yeah, the Vegas crash. The car was going 100 miles an hour. Well, then they hit that, a minivan. Yeah. See that that that's 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 the problem of a crazy person. I know, and they're few and far between. I I don't go driving at 100 miles an hour to Las Vegas. Do you? <laughs> no, so leave I me don't. alone. Leave me alone. Leave you alone. Go away. Insurrection. So they're excited by this because it can adjust for the speed limit on the road you're on. It's not a flat speed cap. So if you're on a 30-mile-per-hour road, it's not going to let you go above 50. Right? <laughs> they're thinking 20 miles an hour for an example. But I could see them saying, oh, no, 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 that's still too fast. No more than 8 miles an hour over the speed Who limit. Who are they? Uh, National Who? Transportation Safety oh, Board I, I want their names and their home addresses. I'm going out. Are you doxing them? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to talk to them privately about this. You I'm don't serious. dox. Who, it's terrible. Who are these people? It's not your business. God. Uh, how about David this is, Zipper? This, this is what makes people vote for Trump. Stuff like this. Like, I think one of the candidates, it might have been Swamarami, said he was going to cut like three quarters, whatever his name is, three quarters of the uh, 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 government employees. That's yes. what he was saying. It's like, this is why. <laughs> this is why I'd vote for that guy. Well, you want to hear one name. He's not on the NTSB. It's David Zipper, a visiting fellow at Harvard University's Kennedy School. You made that And he up. says, nagging people to abide by speeding laws only works once in a while. A more natural place to focus is on car design. <laughs> There's no reason for anyone to travel over 20 miles per hour over the speed limit on any road. Boy, this guy must have been a load of fun when he was 19, huh? Mr. Zipper. <laughs> Mr. Zipper. Yeah, see, he grows <laughs> up. With with a with a wiener name, he was probably. Can you imagine the how much he was made fun Taunting, of yeah. on the playground? Hey, zipper! <laughs> and so he grows up into this insufferable little wiener who now wants to control everybody. Yes, his work focuses on transportation policy and society. See, all those bullies who made fun of my name now they're driving around and they're speeding in their big pickup trucks, and I'm going to stop them because I'm a bureaucrat now. I'm a professor. All right, when we return, we'll take a look at last night's DeSantis-Newsom debate with some new clips that we didn't play previous in the show. And, yeah, a couple of them will be uh, Newsom speaking. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand. 
from KFI AM 640. We're on the radio from 1 until 4. Then after 4 o'clock, uh, we become a podcast. John and Ken On Demand, same as the radio show on the iHeart app. All right, the 3 o'clock hour is coming up. It's loaded. We'll start with Steve Gregory. The mayor and the police chief of L.A. held a press conference to try to get some help to find people who are murdering homeless people. After that, the moist line, round one, hacks are going into the dumpster. That's to be my last hack in a dumpster, too. That's right. And uh, you got a truckload of hacks. It, oh, did you hear that ding? <laughs> what? <laughs> like a little message went off. Oh. Ding. Uh, so is, we'll, is that my lunch? I don't know. It was on your end or my end. I couldn't tell, but it was like, uh, you know, a little notification on the computer or something. Ding. Uh, anyway, we'll do that uh, in the big uh, three o'clock hour. Right now, we're going to turn back to last night's debate. Uh, some are calling it a 95-minute melee. A melee. Uh, there's another article I'm reading in Politico that there were complaints by both sides that the other side cheated. Anyway. You know what was uh, good about it? Is they, they both showed their real selves. Gavin Newsom showed what a, what a narcissistic jackass he is. He, he, he really is a smug, arrogant little uh, bleephead. There's a story in the Daily Mail that some people, I guess, who are not familiar with Gavin Newsom and his voice thought he was so hoarse hey. that they just found it frightening and weird. Hey. He speaks so quickly and... yeah. I was probably pretty nervous and hyped up last night. You know, too, he, so. he didn't do his techno speak nonsense, which was interesting. Oh, okay. All right. I that, that, pick that, up that. on that. Because I heard him say at one point, with all due respect. I know that's yeah. not techno speak, but I hate it when he uses that line. Yeah. With all due respect. Yeah, that's that. well, that's insincere formality. Formalities, right. People, people do that when they're about to, like, level you with an insult. Well, we got a couple more clips to play, and I knew this would get worked into the conversation. Of course, from the Ron DeSantis side, he gets George Gascon into the story. Let's play the clip. But here's the thing. People are leaving California in droves because he has failed to stand up for public safety. They are on an ideological joyride to let people out of prison early, to go easy on them. Heck, your buddy, uh, Gavin's buddy in Los Angeles, Gascon, he doesn't even prosecute. When you have, when I was in Southern California for the Reagan debate, uh, a lot of the women tell me they have to take off all their jewelry just to be able to go shopping, because otherwise they're going to get mugged. That is the reality that people are facing in California. Right. Gavin can try to put lipstick on that pig, but the fact of the matter is he has failed the people of California. Governor Newsom. Did you hear, yeah. did you hear Newsom you made a noise there? chuckle there? When, when, uh, they both did. They smiled when each other made a comment that they thought was outrageous, like, oh, he's just being silly. Yeah. I remember Hillary did that a lot when Trump was saying things. Yeah, that's what, that didn't work to her That's what snotty, either. arrogant people do. Because Newsom couldn't deny. That's a way of saying that's ridiculous. Well, except that's reality. I know. And, 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 and so what he what he does is he makes this snarky little chuckle. But he can't deny that it's going on. Of course, and that's the thing. He evaded every question right from the start. Even when Hannity repeatedly went back and said, you didn't answer the question. I'm going to ask it again. Okay, I've already asked it twice. <laughs> and Newsom would never because there was nothing to say. He had a very bad hand which he pay, played very badly because he just started making stuff up about Florida. When we they had the charts on the screen, you could see exactly what the crime rates were, exactly what the, the, the school results were, what, what, they, what the taxes were like. People are moving like. to Florida. They're not moving to California. No, they're not. That's the bottom line. People vote with their feet. It's one of the oldest cliches, but it's really appropriate here. You That's know, what people are doing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's become an unpleasant state for a lot of people, and he's been running it now for five years. 
lieutenant governor for eight, then mayor of San Francisco for eight. And look at it. Look at it. That's him. You look around the worst parts of California, that's Newsom. And he doesn't care. He, that's what I got out of it last night. That's why he didn't take anything seriously. He was just smirking and snarking and giggling and chuckling. He doesn't care. All right. Now, in this clip, oh, Newsom, uh, really, uh, he took umbrage uh, with Ron DeSantis because Ron DeSantis mentioned the vice president, also a Californian. Let's play this clip. Why the kids were locked out of school for so long. Joe Biden is in the pocket of the teachers union, and so is Kamala Harris. That's why they fought the way, school opening when, when he Shame came in you, there. It's when they had Harris, that in Ron, it's Kamala Biden Harris, came into office Madam and he Vice brought in President the teacher to union you, to be Harris. able to do Stop all insulting. these different things to try to keep the schools closed. <laughs> Madam Vice President to you. What a wiener. <laughs> That's the moment he decided to interject. Yeah, right. Because he mispronounced Kamala Harris's right. first name. Um, that's it's not Kamala. It's, it's Madam Vice President to you. To you. <laughs> With all due respect, she's oh. the vice president. <laughs> she's like, wow. <laughs> oh, a boob defending another. Who cares how to pronounce her name? Really? She shouldn't be vice president. I know. And, She'll and, still try to run, though, won't she? Yeah. Maybe it's going to be a Gavin Newsom, Kamala Harris face-off. What a debate what, that'll be. Yeah. I can't wait for that. All right. So they can this, hold it at the uh, Mensa convention in, next year. In this clip, though, Newsom does get in a good zinger against DeSantis about how he's doing in the race for the Republican presidential nomination. I, I'm the one. That, I'm the only guy here. It's a border state governor. You're trolling folks and trying to find migrants to play political games, to try to get some news and attention so you can out Trump Trump. And by the way, how's that going for you, Ron? You're down 41 points in your own home state. <laughs> it is true. Uh, DeSantis's presidential campaign is not exactly no. lifting off the ground. He can't beat Trump as long as Trump stays alive. And you and I thought a year ago this would be the guy. I like him a lot. Yeah. I, I spent a fair amount of time in Florida in the last year. Place that reminds me very much of California when we moved here back in the 90s. Uh, it, the, the, the place is working. And if you watched the debate last night, you could see the statistical proof. And it's true. It's, it's, it's not hype. I mean, eventually it'll probably go down in the toilet because everything does. And I think he worked better with a one-on-one -on -one debate because he gets lost in that crowd of Republicans and his points are not. But this time, he's, his yeah. target was Newsom. And, of course, he's, Newsom is always defending Biden, too. And it's like, well, this is too easy. Anybody could uh, sit in yeah. a debate oh, Newsom on this. That's another thing. All the, all the wiener progressive hack columnists, they were just appalled that Sean Hannity uh, said that Biden is in cognitive decline. Why? That's just outrageous. <laughs> he's in cognitive decline. Stop it. You know he is. And the whole country knows it. Every poll shows God, it. God, I, I read that like three times this morning. Oh, Hannity actually said the president was in cognitive of decline. Well, that was just stop it. All right. All his right. brain is shot. It's mush. Well, speaking of Biden, uh, we're going to finally play this clip where, uh, well, Newsom says uh, he'd take Biden any day. Let's listen. Is Joe Biden experiencing this uh, cognitive decline? Is it a danger to the country? Do you find when he speaks, what is your reaction to it? Yes, he's in decline. Yes, it's a danger to the country. He has no business running for president. And, you know, Gavin Newsom agrees with that. He won't say that. But that's why he's running his shadow campaign. Uh, <laughs> he should not be running. Uh, he is not up to the job. Uh, and it is dangerous for this country. Well, I'll take, I'll, I will take Joe Biden at 100 versus Ron DeSantis any day of the week at any age. In fact, all so of the you folks think, you think on the campaign You think he's up to the job? Yeah. You think he's 100%? I've been spending 100%? plenty of time with Joe 100%? Biden in okay. private and public. 
You don't know. And by the way, results matter. Inflation now is down to 3.2%. Wages are up to 4.4%. The economy is booming, 5.2% GDP okay. growth in the last quarter. Those are facts you don't hear on Fox News. 14 million jobs, 10 times Let more than last Let me move on. Three. That was the light. There he goes with his spewing numbers, and a lot of people weighed in on his inflation number there, which is untrue. But that's yeah. just what Newsom is about. If he throws out numbers, he looks smart and he, like he's on top of the statistics. He just he just bowls people over with a lot of nonsense numbers. He skips the year that the inflation went up 9%, and then the other 3% on top of the 9%, on top of whatever it was the year before that. In fact, yeah, it's, only, a, it's a cumulative uh, compounding inflation total. The only thing that saved us here in California recently from the horrors of inflation is that uh, what they switched to the winter blend, so the gas prices have come down a little bit from those crazy oh, highs. Yeah, no, the, the gas is four eighty five on average. They had this slide up on on during the debate, and in Florida it was uh, three seventeen or three twenty three, something like that. It, it, it they Hannity went through the numbers there, and Newsom says nothing about it. He switches subjects, starts. It's like diarrhea comes pouring out of his mouth. And it's one of those things, too, where they try to make you grateful. It was heading to $6 a gallon. So now that it's at $5 a gallon, isn't that nice? Aren't yeah. we doing well? Yeah. Although DeSantis finally said what nobody else has said besides us. Because Newsom went into his oil companies are gouging people in California, right? Right. And you're looking at the price, you know, 485 to 323 And DeSantis said, well, then why wouldn't they gouge people in Florida, too? Like, that's the dumbest argument. That's that, I'm open to the idea that oil companies might unfairly jack up prices, right? Right. Because this that's one of those commodities that we're required to buy. So it's not like we could just say, oh, well, I'm not going to buy your product. It's too expensive. You can't really do that with gasoline. But if they are going to do that, why would they only do that in California? I mean, I, and they showed the, 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 the gas taxes in California Compared to the gas taxes in Florida, huge difference, which explains a big chunk of the overall differential. And he goes, no, it's the oil companies. It says right there, you're gouging with your taxes. All right, we'll be right back. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Uh, a couple of quick headlines. Uh, the man that stabbed Derek Chauvin in prison, Chauvin, of course, is the Minneapolis police officer convicted of murder and the death of George Floyd, used an improvised knife and stabbed Chauvin 22 times before they used Whoa. a like pepper spray on him to pull him off of Chauvin. 22. It was a 22 times improvised knife, though, so I'm not sure what that is. He sharpened something to make it like a knife. Right, though. yeah. Uh, I guess he, he didn't, didn't kill Chauvin, but uh, 22 times is a lot of stabbing. You'd think he would have gotten to a critical organ and really yeah. probably did Had him in. But. 22 times and he missed anything. Uh, Chauvin's alive. That's all yeah. we know. I don't know what kind of shape he's in. And one last note on Biden. And boy, you got to be desperate. They're going to be doing a big uh, Biden Hollywood fundraiser. Oh, and the top ticket is $930,000 to attend. And I guess that's like the VIP ticket where you get a picture with Biden and crap like that. You know Can what? you imagine that, spending $930,000 for that? On a politician? On an old, broken-down, senile politician? 
I believe in the party, and I will. It doesn't matter. I'd, you know I'd, I'd give the money even if I wasn't going to stand there with Biden in a picture. If you've got almost a million dollars to spend on Joe Biden, you should have all your uh, wealth confiscated. <laughs> it's called the Biden Victory Fund. You can't be trusted with money. The uh, Biden I... Victory Fund. Okay, great. <laughs> More senility. Now we take you to the bizarro story of the day. Apparently, a man in Vietnam was troubled with headaches for five months. So he went finally to a hospital that could do more for him. And they took the necessary uh, MRIs and x-rays, and um, he had a pair of chopsticks lodged in his skull. I saw the photos of this. I, I don't understand how you end up with two chopsticks in your skull and you don't seem to know the moment it happened. Well, he had a theory. Five months prior, he got involved in a drunken bar fight and he blacked out and doesn't seem to remember anything. And I'm thinking his opponent got those chopsticks right up his nose and into his head. That's but all I can think of. Up his nose? He, does, he doesn't recall much from the fight, but did remember someone stabbing him in the face with an unknown object. Well, I, I mean, up the, up the nose you, or up the, up the mouth? Which way would it go? How right? do you fit a chopstick inside your brain? Those there are, are, they're long. They're generally pretty long, right? Right? How yes. does that fit? There are, there are very thin ones, but you're right. They're usually pretty long. Um, I, I don't know. Well, you, and the guy doesn't He's go. He's walking around for five months. Oh, man, I still got another migraine. Five what months. This? Do you wonder about people? Just what kind of dumb clucks are walking around this planet? He's got two chopsticks. So yeah, they far think up, it did go up his nose. So far up his nose that they're in his brain. He's got a headache every day for five months. Oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe I should go to the doctor. You think I should go to the doctor? I, I just don't. I don't uh, understand. Yeah, they they first diagnosed him with something called tension pneumocephalus, a rare but potentially life-threatening neurological condition, oh. the, this, a dangerous increase in intracranial pressure. Yes. Well, yeah, the chopsticks are all lodged they, in they, there. They had to come up with something complicated. Actually, it's two chopsticks shoved up your nose. And, they, and it was up his nose and into his brain. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> it's like those COVID tests. Uh, he's, he reported to the hospital following the, the, the bar fight, but they didn't see any abnormalities they didn't, <laughs> with his nose. and there, there was no blood? I guess not. There's no abnormalities. He's oh, got, did you, if you look at the New York Post story, John, there's a picture of the chopsticks. Yeah, I saw. They're dark. One of them looks smaller than the other. I don't know. Maybe how. they did broke. They break? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you might, they could have broke during the bar fight, and then the guy just took what was left of him and shoved them up his nose. They had to do endoscopic surgery through the nose to remove the, yeah. the chopsticks. Oh. Uh, then they had to use microsurgery to seal the fistula. An abnormal connection between the artery and vein in the brain and the spinal cord tissue. Oh, he's in stable condition, though. So there you go. It's a story to tell. For five yes. months, I walked around with chopsticks in my head. Yeah, and I didn't know it. And I, I just had bad headaches. All right, the three o'clock hour on a Friday is here. It's the last time I'll be hosting the show for Moist Line Calls. Isn't that exciting? First up, though, is Steve Gregory, who's covered a news conference with the Los Angeles mayor, Karen Bascon. Uh, she was along with the LAPD chief, 
They're asking about help in solving the murders of some people experiencing homelessness. <laughs> KFI AM 640 Live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Oh, yeah. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is Aaron's. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Aaron's. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.